Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Captain Mizzy. Welcome to episode 253. We are going to be talking about our Adepticon review and uh, talk about some good discussions, especially uh, the Battletech Kickstarter. On top of that, because we have some Battletech stuff to talk about, we have news to talk about, we have all the other cool stuff to talk about. And before we do that, let's go ahead and get to the business. We want to thank Pedal Barrel War Games for their Conquest game. We do have a link in our uh, area that you can get. You can get a discount on the model. I think it's like 10% um, and such. So that'll be kind of cool. Uh, we want to thank Midnight Heroes. Um, we also have a discount code with them. And don't forget their Patreon. Ju- their uh, Kickstarter just finished. So we should be getting our Kickstarter stuff. Ooh, and John got his Dual Fates. Yeah. Uh, which is their chibi miniature game, which is pretty fun. And you got the orcs, of course. I, I got the wargs. the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> puppies! Fucking puppies! Um, but, uh, and you got that. Uh, let's see, who else? We want to thank Muse on Minis also for hosting our channel. And they have a dis- we have a discount code for them that you can use, uh, getting 10% off. And they uh, got a lot of new stuff coming out. We want to thank Turbo Dork for being an awesome sponsor. They were at Adepticon. They did really well. And they had a special Adepticon color this year, Adepta Red, um, that they were selling for a limited time. And it is a different shade of red than all the other reds, which matches that. Um, other than that, we got all of our peoples. Yeah, we did. Um, in, in the channel right now, they're all talking about back recovery from the swag bag. Um if you got the VIG, we'll get into that a little bit more uh, yeah, later on. Sorry for anyone who freaking uh, flew out there. That's a problem, huh? Uh, there were, you know what? We, we discussed this on another uh, episode I did that if you are FedEx, UPS, or any of those shipping companies, you should set up a shipping station at Adepticon because you, you would make bank. bank. Uh, you don't even need to. Technically, you can do it anywhere. You know, anyone can set it up because you just need a UPS account. So if you've got a UPS account and you're a random company in Chicago, set up a fucking little thing there. People will mail shit back. Just bring some boxes. If you can find out, oh, you know what? I'm I'm nixing this. I'm going to go to my boys and I'm going to tell them and see what we can do to get that set up because that's a great idea. Yeah, because that's, I know a lot of people that went (laughs) off and shipped their stuff. I went to the local store and went shipped all their stuff off. Look, I'm here to tell you, if you can pack well, it's better to do that. It's even better to do that with your stuff on the way home. Yeah. Your figure cases and shit, like, no offense to the oh no offense to the airlines, <laughs> they don't have to handle a bag worth of shit. No, too many times do I see people like you can't have a carry on. Like, well, everyone gets a carry on. Well, people in front of you fucked around, so you get to find out. No, 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 no. Fuck you. So, UPS, it's a good way to go. That's what we did uh, way back in the day when we had everyone go out to the uh, Games Workshop uh, staff event in chicago we just ups their uh their uh figure cases and all about we, we made a box of them two boxes i think it was fit ups them out had return labels and a tape gun aside because i think ahead about this shit and then they got done they just packed them back up slapped the labels on and sent them right the fuck back <laughs> talk to john if you want stuff about that i know things he knows things uh do we have any shout outs this week uh no, few weeks, I mean, I've seen a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people, I just don't know, I mean, obviously, but no one I, I can give a shout out to. 
Uh, we definitely have a shout out to uh, all the people in Little Rock that were hit by the tornado this week. Um, yep. Sent out, uh, being that I'm local, sort of. Um, that is, you know, and I know a lot of people live in Little Rock, so people that are there, hopefully everybody's okay, and hopefully everybody, you know, gets their house back together or business and, you know, everything gets back to normal as quickly as possible. Um, but shout out to the Adepticon crew because they put on a good show and I got to watch, I got to watch some of their, uh, behind the scenes stuff because Hank and I were having a long talk about, you know, convention stuff and he was showing me around and got to see some of the things that they have to do that I don't have to do, uh, type thing and such. So it was, it was kind of pretty good. Um, let's get to some serious business now. We got to get super serious. John, what you drinking? McGillicuddy's apple pie. Yep. Best part ain't even expensive. <laughs> Captain Mizzy, what you got on the docket today? I have a about that much of Sorlige that I got from our good friend Rhett at the, so our last Warfare jealous. weekend. So jealous. <laughs> Sorlige is so good. Yes. I will drink it for all of us. And then, of course, my mandatory water because hydration yes i have water also i don't usually mention that and since we're mentioning water that's the only thing i get to drink for the next 30 days um is water i'm not allowed to drink alcohol for 30 days uh i'm on some medication that works really bad with alcohol uh if you didn't watch the pre-ramble go back and watch the pre-ramble um but um i have to can't not drink alcohol while i'm taking this medication so other than that Guys, we appreciate everybody, even all the new people that have come in, everybody that's coming in now. There's a lot of people in pre-ramble that came in. Thank you so much. Woo! We like yes. seeing new people on the channel. Um, please take care of yourself. Please take care of each other. If you see something, say something. If you can do something, do something. And if you can't, find somebody that will. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, man. Shit. That's filtered. Holy crap. Hold on. Yeah, that shit's filtered. I can tell that. <laughs> All right, because you're being an ass. The second one's for Kathy, not for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, never. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't know what to do if he did. So, um. Well, party. Was that loud? I'm sorry. Uh, all right, let me go and return awful. to Cinder all the shit that you're getting. No. Um, so we went to Adepticon this myself. Half shot for you, Gonzo. Oh, oh, a half. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Captain Mizzy and I went to Adepticon. Um, John is here. Uh, going to listen to all the cool stuff we did and said, and then we're going to talk about some cool Battletech stuff. Look. It won't be worse than having a really, really exceptionally shitty week and seeing that on Facebook. It's like, oh, look at everyone having fun. That's great. That's awesome. Yay. <laughs> um, about you, John. We really did. So it's okay. It's, it's... as usual. Adepticon is always an amazing show. Always great vendors. Always great games. Always a ton of stuff to do. Um. It is, uh, the only complaint that I heard was, uh, a lot of people had that they were trying to get into stuff and they couldn't get into stuff because everything was sold out so quickly. It's a good thing and a bad thing that uh, a convention has 
it's a good thing because it means that they're doing right. It's bad because a lot of people just couldn't get into events or couldn't get into oh things. My. Oh, yeah, but they hey, got like open game. Sub. Thank yeah, you for thanks the sub. Thanks for the sub, Digital Zero. Yeah, but they got open gaming, so there's always something. I know uh, one of the guys I follow on on Twitter was like just camped out there doing MCP with random people and was having a great old time. Oh yeah, and the MCP they had to turn away like 50 people in the tournament. I think their tournament was like 135 people. And then they had to turn away like fifty some odd people, mm-hmm. um, but they you know they've got. We're, this is a if you really think about it, this is the first big miniature convention without any type of uh, restrictions without any type of thing during a break time that a lot of people can go to. Yep. So really big and and a variety of things. It's not just Warhammer or you know GW yeah, and yeah. stuff. It's it's prime convention season. Yeah. Um, we'll go with the vendors. We, I went to every single vendor and said hi and introduced and see what products they had and tried to buy, you know, what I could or things that was, I wanted things that I needed. Spent a lot of money, bought a lot of cool shit. Um, a lot of awesome stuff, which was really cool. Um, other than that, uh, Kevin, Mizzy and I went around and did a bunch of demos of games and I'll let her talk about the demos of the games. But the thing that I notice a lot, John, and this is for everybody else, that a lot of miniature games and people that are out there making new miniature games because there's a lot of demos, um, it's all small skirmish size games now. Everybody is moving to like 20 models or less. Well, you can't you can't break in with a large army game anymore. We've talked about Mm-mm. this in the past. You just can't. No, no one wants that. No. Uh, I think that is actually just to go off tangent for a second, as I want to do. I think that's why they're bringing out Shatterpoint, because even Legion is taxing the high end of models that people want to yep. play. You know, it's like that's like the limit nowadays. So they want to get in. Like we went to Star Wars in on this lower end. How are we going to do it? Oh, this is how we're going to do it. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty interesting when we went around and do, did demos or went and saw new games and talked about new games and such, um, and did demos of stuff that was nobody was pushing a game with like more than twenty models, um, and that was it was good in my opinion. I think that's great because I can buy in to a bunch of games mm-hmm. if it's twenty you models. You can buy one force for a whole bunch of games, and if they keep the the rules that right level of depth to ease of play. You can get a bunch of people in. Yeah, I mean that was, and which I thought was really great. I I like that. I like that I can go by. Okay, I knew I was going to get into Judgment when the Kickstarter came out. I didn't have the money to do it, so I was just waiting for the box set to come out. And the box set was there. It was the plastic version, not the resin version. FYI, in case you want to know. Um, and sure, there's 28 models in the thing, but you only play with five or three. And it's played on a grid system and so on and so forth. The models are great. Uh, I'm going for a demon force, by the way. Um, that's what my army is going to be primarily. Um, but then we tested out uh, Warzone Eternal. And uh, Captain Mizzy did a demo of that. What did you think of it, Captain? Uh, the the rules kind of remind me of Infinity a little bit with like how it's high-low success to failure type thing. Um, pretty simple. Um, I'm really liking the the god of war faction that brian was telling me about it seemed the <laughs> coolest that i was into so and and we we, we did the event but that's small model count also 
Yes, uh, pretty much every. Has been. Oh yeah, every game that we looked at, tested, or did anything was small model count. Um, and something I had noticed, and it is becoming very prevalent, and it's also what Warfare Weekend is going to do, uh, and what we've been planning on doing is a lot of conventions and a lot of games are doing fun event, and I put quotes around fun event, fun, silly event, the competitive event, and then a silly, fun, you know, out-of-the-way narrative type event. So they're, they're doing something that's not super serious to something that's the competitive nature that people like, and then something, you know, silly, fun that everything's doing. Infinity did it, Battletech, War Machine, um... Judgment. Everybody was doing that type of format to their game system for the week. Well, if you think about, it, we're just now entering like uh, where the role playing games entered uh, like a decade ago. We've gotten that much knowledge of how miniature games work nowadays in the industry, even with the evolutions. We were starting to realize they're learning from people's mistakes. You know, let's be honest. Not to harp on those guys. Sorry, Privateer Press. You're easy targets. Um, they've learned from the no fun events thing and no, you know. Uh, story or narrative events thing that that's not going to work for everyone. You're going to leave mm-hmm. people out. Yep. GW even through their lowest marks always had these narrative things in their book you could play that were just cool. And I love that everyone's seeing that. Even Prefecture Press has noticed it and and corrected the shred of the ship, so to speak. So yep. uh, it's good to see that kind of stuff coming through for every game now. It's it's where it's at. Like in oh. Marvel, Marvel's always done that. Their big events have always been like the cool, like, hey, here's the cool guy. You know, one person plays like the Hulk. Everyone else plays teams that the Hulk has to cure in that case, or Ultron versus the world, or what have you. I, I love those. Those are great ideas. That's how you make fun events for conventions and shit and keep the uh, attention high. It can't all be tournaments. Yeah, and and I'm glad that companies are starting to see this because not everybody is into tournament play. Not everybody's into serious play, and a lot of people just want to roll dice and blow shit up. Yep. And so Captain Mizzy and I played in the narrative event, uh, that War Machine, that Privateer Press ran. Um, and the pretty much was once I was the attacker, once I was the defender, the attackers had to destroy the towers on the other side. If they destroyed all the towers or destroyed four towers and got two warcasters into the, de- the enemy's deployment zone, they won. And the defenders, they just had to make sure that that didn't happen. Now, the cool thing about this was there was a train going down the middle of the zone. And if you control the train, you know, stuff, you could make it go faster. Uh, and if you were on the train, you could use the guns on the train. Or you could ride the train and then jump off the train. Um, and then there was an area where this water tower, and if you had the water tower, you could drop down, you know, a water, you know, terrain piece wherever you wanted uh, within a certain distance. Um, or you or? can... Or you could uh, use the the water tower to put out fire on your models. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, what I really liked about Fuck the whole, up. yeah. What I liked more than anything about the whole thing was we asked to do stuff that wasn't normally in the rules, and they were like, "Yeah, go right ahead. That sounds go cool as it. shit." Because it was more of a role play than anything else. Yeah, that's one of the things is when you have a, a TO for an event like that, they're half game master, half tournament organizer, because they can yep. be like, yes, you can do it, but everyone can do it. Yes. You know, usually the enemy's like, oh, yeah, cool, that's fine. Yeah, because uh, uh, on the far right end of the table that I was on, um, 
the player down there had a lot of things that put things on fire. And he and he didn't even know that that water was going to be doing that. And so the guy goes, can, instead of putting water, can I, like, have it put out the fire on everybody within, like, eight inches of the tower or something like that? And Lauren's like, sure, go ahead. That sounds cool. And did it, and all the fire went out on everybody. Um, somebody had a troll war beast on um, the uh, engine of the train, riding it down the track, and the troll jumped off and landed next to a warcaster and then beat the shit out of the warcaster. Um, you know, she made him roll for, like, you know, death or, you know, falling down or, you know, whatever. And that was, like, a cool thing that happened. Because mm-hmm. I will tell you, no matter what happens, you will remember these fun, stupid events and the cool, stupid shit you do over almost anything else. And, and they're positive, mem- positive memories. Yes. Yeah. I remember a positive. lot of tournaments, but they're not positive memories. <laughs> Some, but not all of them. Uh, so it kept you busy. <clears throat> no, I don't remember the positive ones. I remember the negative ones. <laughs> Sorry. You want to talk about your uh, narrative event? Um, I got my ass beat, but I had fun. <laughs> um, so, How about after the first half after the first game, you were ranked higher than Gonzo. That was my battle tech. That was your that battle was... tech. Oh my! Yeah. Yes. Uh, but that didn't last very long. <laughs> <laughs> I will Again, say I had fun. Yeah, we so we played in we played in that, and uh, everybody that got to play in it, and they had a wait list for that, which was good because that. That shows that they need to do more of that shit. Um, hey, here comes Tyson. Um, how, how did he open the door? door? He, you know, I don't want to know. I don't. Tyson is smart. Tyson is <laughs> stupid smart. He can open the doors in the house. We have to lock them. Um, but um, everybody that played in it got a set of defenses. And one person on the winning side got a defensive tower, which was cool. That's cool. I was no, like that. that. I get to throw powder kegs down. Yeah, now Captain Busy has she can throw powder kegs. Um, and then the narrative event. I didn't play in the Warcaster stuff, but they had a narrative event for Warcaster, and people were. Uh, we did. If you listen to our War Dice episode, people were they loved the shit out of that. Um, so it was really good. I was really, really, really impressed. I like that format of convention play. Silly, fun, just have a great time, make up rules as you go type GMing event. Your serious competition event. And then something at the end of the de- end of the convention to, you know, relax and go, hey, here's something cool and fun. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, Captain Mizzy, why don't you start off? We decided both to play in Battletech. I think Captain Mizzy played two games of Battletech before she went to... I played one game, Gonzo. One game of Battletech? One game. I tried to play more, and you said, no, we don't have time. We didn't have time during that one. But um, we went to the tournament uh, played by the Wolfnet Radio guys. Um, Great group of people that we played with. I will say, I said it in the pre-ramp, I'll say it again. That Battletech crowd was amazingly fun. They were... Everybody was laughing their ass off. Um, I'm going to talk about those games in depth, but I, I got known pretty well as the guy that overheats every single second he can. <laughs> Shenanigans. I overheated my mech every round. And they were like, why are you... I'm like, because it's a game and I do Because care. fuck it, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a campaign. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> 
So go go ahead and go with yours, Captain Mizzy, while I escort Tyson out because he's going to bug us the whole time. Uh, just about so, your battle tech. So I knew I was in the right place when at the very start they they were they we had everybody held it up and they were like we got two rules. Number one, have fun. Number two, don't be a dick. And I'm like, that is the closest thing I have to a religion. Yes, oh, I have found my people. <laughs> um, but then. Um, so we got paired up, started to play, and I, I I told my opponent, I was like, look, I've only played one game. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I just want to blow stuff up. <laughs> um, so he he, he, uh, he me through it. Um, we did what we needed to do. I got to blow stuff up. I was happy. And then just played games, really. That, that, that's what it boiled down to. Um, and then second round... More blowing stuff up. Uh, I can't remember what the scenario was. Um, but again, more more just stompy robots. Uh, the third round, I actually made history with, by playing another girl. For the first time, that's happened in, in the two years that they were doing it. So I thought that was really fucking cool. Um, and then my fourth round against Digital Zero... That was just straight up shenanigans. <laughs> um, I I learned a lot. I saw where I could have done better, and I, I'm looking forward to the next time I get to go. Yes, you did say you were sorry, but again, I told you to do that. So <laughs> I told you I was fine with it. Please blow me up. Do what you need to do. Let's have fun. <laughs> Before I start painting, I did pick up. <laughs> a battle tech of course um proliferation cycle one you got a mackie must paint mackie and then the snords of regulars um speaking of battle tech models i got a little lower a little lower oh it's gone you got what uh i got a hatchet man i got another puma adder thing and then another model that I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I got... Oh, Nova. I got another Nova. And then in my premium bag, I got the beginner's box. So I got two new models in that, too. Yep. Should be a Vindicator and a Griffin. That sounds right. Um, so my claim... I could go grab the box if I wanted to, but... I could grab the box that's right there, but I don't want to. <laughs> oh, a Cougar. Okay. Uh, and the salvage box I got from playing in the uh, 350, I gave to Mizzy because I already had it. I already had two of them, so I was like, "Oh, you can have this one." Oh, let's check it out. Do 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 do. Got the silicone pad from Turbo Dork. Yeah, I need to get one of those. Uh, so uh, one of the cool things that I got. So I went and stopped by Game Envy to go get it, and I thought this was this was a really cool deal. Um, they sold little brass weights for your wet pellet. And they were super cheap, too. That's an like, amazing idea. Yeah. And I need to get some of those at some point. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, yes. Uh, put those on my order. I need those. So, so I, so I was playing the, um, of course, I was playing in the 350, which I really loved, really enjoyed it. Um, it was interesting. Uh, I learned some things. I also learned that um, some people decide to put 
um, their models behind buildings and, you know, shoot, you know, from behind the wall. Which is good until they find out that their helicopter is doing the spawning and I shoot the helicopter out of the air. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, that's a tactic. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, somebody learned out, never had never played against a dasher before. And had to figure that out the hard way. Uh, I went two and three for my first Battletech tournament. I thought that was a pretty good. I beat out Will Pagani. Oh. <laughs> Which I have to laugh. I, I, I laughed at him. I was like, I beat you. I beat you. And he was like, whatever, Gonzo. <laughs> I think the the worst thing about the tournament, which wasn't even really that bad, is that three people ended up dropping and I got to buy the last round. So I'm like, well, fine. <laughs> yeah. But that's no fault to anybody. It's just that, that that's one of those it is what it is things. So. I mean, it's the fault of the guys who drop, but especially when they have an event with a waiting list, that's like... Yeah. Yeah, it was very, very good. I will say that the tournament was ran very well. Yes. Um, there was no issue with any players. People were very understanding. I'd only played, you know, maybe three or four games. So no big deal um, type thing. Everybody was having a good time. Everybody was very cordial. Uh, I'm going to try to get yes. them to come to Warfare Weekend and run it there. Uh, we um, are having Battletech at Warfare Weekend anyway, but I want those guys in particular. Those guys are great. Yeah. Wolfnet Radio Podcast. Highly recommend. Yeah. And uh, they made some really good stuff. They did good prizes. They gave everybody, if you played in it, you got a salvage box, which to me is really cool. Yes. Um, Gonzi, you moment to turn off autofocus. It's making my head hurt. Is it going crazy? I didn't yep. even know it was on. All right, hold on one second. Let me get the the pain off of this uh just don't, don't watch it for a second john yeah um, i'm trying not to it's it's hit or miss like right now it's behaving but every once in a while it just starts flipping out in and out and in and out yeah a second yeah i forgot to change that whenever we went on air uh nope not that um but it was a lot of fun uh ran very easily um, yeah. it was interesting for the, uh, how things are calculated for tournaments type thing. So I was like, um, okay, I don't know how to calculate my win loss type stuff. So that was an interesting thing. I had to figure that out. Not a big deal. I feel like if I can figure it out, it should be fine for anybody else. <laughs> yeah, it just was. It was just a thing that I'd never, we've never done yeah. before, or whatever. So, um, interesting for terrain because you know the train isn't preset; you set it up. Um, so you have to figure out, you know, because you're you're you don't have to roll for sides; you just roll for terrain, and you start putting terrain out. Which is good. Um, what else? I mean, it was just a really good time. They were really good people. I was really, it was very welcoming, very friendly, very fun, um, very nice people. Yes. I will definitely do that again anytime that they have an event. I gotta hire. Um, That's good to hear. If I can make it, it will happen. Yeah. And then, let's see. Um, 
those were the only miniature games I played in. We did. I did not go to the 40k um, panel, but I did hear about it from a lot of people. Uh, 10th edition is coming out this summer, which is just right around the corner. Um, supposedly, all the rules are going to be freeze now. Yep. Uh, which is interesting. GW usually doesn't do that. Uh, well, they, in their bio, they put that they're dedicated to making the best miniatures ever, and they only make the rules to serve those miniatures. So, with that as their credo, then that fits. I mean... Yeah. Also, they don't have to keep... They don't have to do as many additions if they're doing it online, because you can just easily update the, the online. Yeah. So, we'll see how that goes. Also, we knew it was going to happen, because Bowie started showing an interest in... Uh, 40k again every time he shows interest in 40k they change the rules oh <laughs> <laughs> poor Bowie. it'd be like that but um supposedly rumor is it's going to be smaller model count down a bit so you rolled it just out of line of sight that's good now instead. that's way better yeah. oh, there um, you go so there was a bit of that. Uh, new models, new codexes, blah, blah, blah. Um, so people are excited about it. Some people are not. There are some people that are already jumping ship because they've heard rumors. And I'm like, it's rumor. Until it's... I, I, I like to look at them with that uh, that gift from... Uh, was it the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? First time, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, come on, this is not, like... Anything new. I've been playing 40K since Rogue <laughs> Trader. That's first edition Whippersnapper. Like, this just happens. Should just, I mean... I, I do think, and this is as far as I'm going to take conversation on 40K right now, that three years for an edition is fucking criminal. Yeah. But... I understand where they're going. It might be willing to give them a pass based on what they're trying to do now and now with it. So, but yeah, three years is fucking criminal. Yeah, that, that's the reason why some people are like, oh, "This is ridiculous. I can't." Because people are worried about their models and worried about you know the stuff they just bought. I mean, well, hashtag power gamers. What? No, not no. Okay. Those are the only guys who ever have to worry about. It. The other guys are just like, oh, "Let's get some more models and flesh stuff out." To be fair, there was something printed where people bought, like, a ton of models, and people told them not to, and then, like, it got errated two weeks later, like it always fucking does with GW if it's broken. People are like, <laughs> I've got all these useless models now. Like, well, hey, maybe you shouldn't have fucking bought the busted shit and realized it was going to get fixed. Yeah. It always gets fixed. Jackasses. Time, but it does. But um, some people are pretty... Pretty interesting. Um, rumor the it's going to be a complete rule change. Um, so yeah, they're, they're gonna. Rumor has they're going to make it a lot simpler. We which, will see. I mean, I'm all about simple, but quality. I'm worried because I feel like they're going to make it more like <clears throat> Age of Sigmar, which is super simple to play, super easy, but it has one of the worst rules in miniature gaming, and I'm. Worried that instead of taking it out of that, they're going to put it in 40k. Yeah. So we'll see. Like this, we have to wait and see. Yep. 
Not like I'm going to buy into it, but I'm definitely, you know, I'm happy for the people that want to play it. Well, my whole crew apparently is buying into it, so. Gonzo, Rogue wants to know where you got the mini. This was from oh. Grognor Games. I bought it from one of the local. Yeah, it's uh, Infinity the Game uh, Seraph for yeah. Panoceana. It's a tag, which is, in this case, I think a remote tag. There's not actually a person inside, so it's like a giant drone. Correct. It is a giant drone. Um, I do have my non-tag that has a person inside of it right here. <laughs> Baneon's on that, Arathur. Yeah, it's the worst <laughs> Worst rule in gaming is the random who gets the next turn after the end of a turn in a GW game. It's fuck awful. Yeah, I hope that that doesn't go. The yeah, I mean, it's likely, too, because... It excites people from a tournament standpoint. It is... You love that? Oh, my God. I'm sorry, Arathu. <laughs> Arathu. No, you're fine. It's okay. It's purely subjective. Yeah. At, on a on a casual style, it's okay. But as soon as you start to play pickup games, it's jackasses. They just start playing for it, and it's terrible. So, it is, uh, it is the least fun you can have to be on the receiving end of, in a game. Oh, yeah. And in 40k, it would be absolutely fuck awful because of guns. Oh, especially because of guns. Oh, so you love it as a competitive player. Okay, uh, well, I'm glad you enjoy. You do have to plan around it, but it's a terrible rule. Shouldn't be in a game. Like, I love that the competitive players have said, this is a rule, they're going to keep it, we're going to plan around it, cool. And... To be fair, I've never lost a game because of it in that. Because I plan around it, but I it's just I've seen the light in my buddy's eyes go out when I win the roll on something I shouldn't. And now instead of him going like, Oh, I'm gonna bring this game back to even, it's like, and you're gonna put a nail in my fucking coffin. Yep. yep. It's uh it's a thing. Uh you know, it's what it is. Which goes back to that, uh I'm gonna reference back so playing Battletech. Uh, the mission that was set up, I could not win. I knew what the opponent had. Um, he had a bunch of tanks. It was just going to be, I tried by, you know, round two. There was nothing I could do. He just had too much armor. I didn't have enough firepower, et cetera, et cetera. And I had one mech left. And I was like, why aren't you shooting this mech and killing it? He goes, well, there's like 40 minutes left in the round. We wouldn't be doing anything for 40 minutes. I go... <laughs> you will shoot this mech and you will kill it now. And we will bullshit about this game because it was fun as shit the whole time. And he's like, you sure? I'm like, hell yeah. Shoot me off the table. Hey, boo, this we might be the second you. time we were talking about you and you just show up. Hey, boo. <laughs> um, and so my opponent did. He says, "Are you? is that okay? I'm like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, you should. You should, you know you know, get me off the table. We can sit and bullshit. We can, you know, go shopping. We can talk about the game. You yeah. know, there's a bunch of other things we can do besides sit here. That's sort of the spirit of, uh, the old page five is play your best. Don't, don't, you know, sugarcoat or anything. Oh, you, if you're going to wipe me on turn three or whatever, wipe me on turn three. We'll, we'll make it work, dude. Yes. If you're going to blow me up, blow me up. It's fine. Yeah. As long as it's not just because you got the double turn. <laughs> you know, I, I I always say, 
I don't care if you kick my ass. Just don't be a dick about it. Yep. Yes. Well, that's Wheaton's saw. Don't be a dick. Yeah. So, so no, it sounds like that was good. I mean, the Battle of Cootie is really good about that. They understand there's a lot of new people in, and they're one of the more more inclusive communities I've seen. And to be fair, they have their, their own group of assholes, but they don't come out too much anymore because they just keep getting dunked upon. Yeah. Well, that's what I was I talking thought... with the people that ran it. They were like, nope, we don't want you here. I'm like, you don't want me here? I'm like, no. If you're going to be a dick... We do not want you here. I thought it was good. crazy how some people were like, why paint your minis? And I'm like, what? You don't want to paint your minis? That that was never... So, back in the day, back in the day, Captain Mizzy, <laughs> uh, we used cardboard cutouts. There weren't good miniatures. The Ralph Parth miniatures, yes, we treasured everyone we got, but they were not good. No. Fair. No one painted miniatures. You just use cardboard cutouts. Fair. So but now, but now know, we have plastic models. Yes. Make them look pretty. Yes. We need to teach people how to paint them with contrast paints because they take contrast paints very well. Oh yeah. I actually, I actually got a compliment or a couple compliments on my models. They were like, "How did you get that so blue?" And I'm like, "Army painters speed paint." <laughs> But they need to know that because they don't. I mean, a lot of these guys are coming in. It, models are brand new to them. You know, Iron Man Metals makes models, too, and has for a while. But you're like, eh. eh. Hey, Cookie. Hey, Cookie. Uh, Arathu, i happy you like the double turn. I will maintain it is the worst rule in all miniature gaming. And we can agree to disagree. Mm. You know, I, I don't worry about it. A lot of my local group doesn't play with it because they don't like it. It's not necessarily fun. So, but glad that you and other competitive players have embraced it and work with it. It is all good. All good. But it was a lot of fun. Um, doing everything and playing with people, meeting new people, making new Facebook friends. Uh, I actually got uh, a special key measuring device the wolfnet measuring key device for free they were like Gonzo, we really liked you we thought you were pretty cool and i was like oh thanks and then they handed it to me i was like oh even cooler i uh, look at him is he he fooled he fooled another group of people <laughs> <laughs> it's his stupid crazy charisma i'm telling you he just dumped everything into charisma and said let's go yeah. there you go <laughs> Well, since we're on Battletech, we're going to talk about the Kickstarter now? Oh, man. Okay, so let's talk about the booth. The booth was jam-packed. Um, their booth is outside of the main vendor hall, which is perfect. Um, and on top of that, not only is it outside the vendor hall, you can start selling things early. And I, I, they made a killing because they sold out of almost everything they had. Uh, I made I mean, a beeline for this. Yeah, I very think, first thing I purchased. I think the dog. only thing that they didn't sell out of was some special edition stuff, books, and the stuffies. Yeah, not this everyone in Battletech's a fan of the plushies, but fuck them. Yeah. This was one of four of the pirate plushies? Yes. And I had to dig for it. 
But no, it's it's cool. Yeah, it was it was a Kickstarter reward that like I didn't even think about when the kick, first Kickstarter went on, and then suddenly I saw it. I was like, I should have fucking got that. And then a Morton Joe got me one at uh, one of the cons in the East Coast here. So that was but cool. Their booth was packed all the time. Their booth was very empty by the time the convention was over. Um, they sold a shit ton of stuff, which was good because that means that, you know, it's worth their while and there's plenty of things and people want to play the game and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, you can't oh. beat it. Before we talk about the Kickstarter, uh, our Michael Lavoy wants to know, do they have an artist alley and is 2D art relevant there? They do not have an artist alley. You have to buy a vendor booth and then you can, you know, purchase, then you can sell what you want. There was somebody that was selling 2D art. Yes. Um, Some of that came home with us. Yeah. There was someone selling it. So you could get a, but you'd have to get a booth to do that. Uh, Cookie, yes. We talked about earlier. Speed Paint is great on Battle Mechs because they have very clear lines on them and good depth in there. Oh, yeah. Cookie. Cookie, cookie, cookie. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Speed paint. Except for the silver. That's triple dark. But speed paint. On a Warhawk, no less. Can't tell if it's the prime or the sea. Here's my battle armor. There you go. Speed paint. I... Was stupid and actually painted detail in my battle armor because I'm stupid sometimes. <laughs> uh, but of course, the Kickstarter started off. They had a, a spot where they were demoing the game and they had special guests on to uh, show the game. It was Battletech Classic that they were showing most of the time on stream. Um, nope. They did not have all the um, Alpha Strike maps, which I was like pretty disappointed in. Um, but whatever the Alpha Strike map they did have, I did purchase. So that was good. So I got a couple of I got I got a Battle Strike map, or Alpha Strike I should say, not Battle Strike. But Alpha so Strike. Cookie has asked to see one of my mechs. So I got a Timby here. It's a Timberwolf, or if you're uh, and you're a spheroid, you can call that a Mad Cat. I got one of those, too. I uh, don't know how well it shows up there, uh, but while we're doing clans, I can do... Here is my battle armor. Same scheme as the Timby. And then for my inner sphere, I've got a couple different inner sphere ones painted. I, of course, painted up an Irby, but I did it in Irby camouflage. did uh, this one just for shits and giggles and sort of a Kellhound scheme. And then for the actual scheme I use, let's grab the Archer, I guess. It's a little more clean in that color scheme. Yeah, the scheme I'm using in general. Nice. I got more in the works, but those are the only ones done right now. But yeah, the Kickstarter actually, uh, you're welcome, it actually dropped 
during Adepticon, and that was on purpose. Mm-hmm. And to say it did well is probably an understatement. Of the uh, century. <laughs> I think In the what... first two hours or so, like it funded in, in like minutes. Oh, yeah. Or seconds, probably. Yeah, it, it, it funded, let's say, minutes, just to be nice. It exceeded the last Kickstarter's first day in an hour or two or something like that. Uh, I think it's already over where the last one ended. It's almost a five million right now. Four point eight, all oh, rounding. Four point nine million. Yeah. Legit. And they have uh, fairly now. People are this is funny, and the weirdest thing: people are upset because they're not getting the same uh, extended goals like they used they had last time. But they realized those were too much, which is good. Because they, they gave away a lot last month, so they didn't get as, quite as much sales in certain pl- types. Um, but they had set up for $3 million worth of goals, and they exceeded that the first day pretty much. And they've since put a couple more goals up. We're about to get the $5 million. And they're good goals. I mean, they're, they're realistic, not that we don't know what we're doing uh, first goals where they give you super duper amount of stuff, but I mean, depending on what level you take, um, I think Gonzo and I are both going to be at uh, the battalion level, which is, I mean, they're all great, great deals, but obviously, the more you spend, the better the deal is. But uh, yeah, they're already way past everything. I mean, everything they did under a million it was like, well, look at all the support you did at every 50,000 or so. And then they went immediately to a million, basically. Um, I'd go through them all, but basically at 5 million, they get another. A lot of people are going to get more force packs at the higher two levels. Then at 5.5, it's another free audiobook novel. And at six, they're doing uh, another digital short story, and then they're going to get another add another um, box set to the mix of what you can choose. This is an interesting one because it's going to have the uh, the patent tank, the Pike support vehicle, the J. Edgar light hover tank, and the Drillson hover tank, which are um, three of those are classic iconic tanks. And there's not a lot of iconic tanks in BattleTech, but there are a handful. I'd really same like thing. to see it hit seven billion because there's oh. a there's a cookbook. Oh yeah, the crack canopy cookbook. It, I I don't think it will, but it's definitely yeah, Jagger Hoover's. That's exactly a digital zero. Um it's got a chance. Yeah. Um very pleased. I might put some more I added on the Alpha Strike box. Because I don't own it, I have the digital from that. Uh, and it's really just too bad uh, timing-wise that the uh, humble bundle for the for BattleTech was, you know, like a month or two ago, and now, you know, it would have fucking exploded. Because that humble bundle for for BattleTech was really good. But no, Battletech's, uh, you know, back in a big way. It's continuing on, and this is good. Uh, I guess got good, solid levels. I mean, you can pledge um, even, like, the $35 basic one. Like, the $15 one, you know, 
it's okay, but that's more of a, I just want to back and I just want some, some, some fiction, but even like the basic recruit level, you don't get the new box set, but you get a beginner's box and a salvage box and challenge coin and digital novel. It's a great intro for people who were like, I want to see if I'm in, but I don't want to go crazy and get in. But no, it's, uh, no, I'm very pleased with it. It's very cool. Um, uh, Bowie, the Battletech is the, uh, I'll just send you a link for Christ's sakes. Why are you making this difficult? Just check in Discord. Don't make your life here. harder. Yeah. Or, or Legion can do it in the, there, but I sent it to you on, on Discord too, because easy. Everybody gets a link. Thanks, Legion. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I've been in the Battletech for a while. Actually, uh, Bowie, since you'll, since you'll know this, uh, I actually gave all my old stuff to Sam and Ginny when they moved out because uh, I wasn't really using it, and he was getting some use out of it. And while I don't necessarily regret it, man, it'd be kind of nice to have all those books now. But, no, it's cool. I think you'd like the models. They don't need to be assembled, and your paint style would work really good on them. Mm-hmm. Bowie has the majority of the Marvel Crisis Protocol models painted. Like, not quite on all of them anymore, just because they went really crazy real quick for that, but most of them. But no, I'm, I'm very pleased. I look forward to getting some of that, uh, getting some tanks in there. I just love the way they looked. I've been following, I'm actually back a couple, their art director and a couple other artists have uh, patrons that I back, so I get to see art early. There's, just some really cool stuff they're working on. I like the aesthetic they've gone through. They've done a great job in updating most of the mechs. Because let's be honest, I don't know if Busy, I don't know if you've seen a classic Battletech tactical manual. You will. I'll send one to you. Okay. But <laughs> yikes! The artwork is very hit or miss on some of them. Fair. But I mean, 80s. If, if you've ever seen 80s FASA artwork, I mean, it's hit or miss. Sometimes you're like, yeah, that's great. Sometimes you're like, what the fuck was that? Maybe it admitted sometimes that they had artwork meant for Shadow and they had to make it work for Battletech and vice versa. So always funny. Gonzo knows too, because even the early Earth Dawn were sort of in that vein of occasionally, what was that artwork? Yeah. But no, it's good seeing the stuff as they come out. Uh, 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 by uh, Legion, by 3055, their artwork was but more, much more concise. I actually think the 3050 was the one where it was a little odd. But some of them just had weird, just weird choices. You're like, ooh, what? Uh, did you notice that uh, MC, you know, the MCP had their panel too? And um, that Nightcrawler's coming out? Yep, I did see that. I'm like, cool, I will buy Nightcrawler just because... Nightcrawler. I mean, it comes with Kitty Pride, I think. Probably. Well, we're not sure if it's Kitty Pride or Bishop. Kitty no, Pride I think would it's be Bishop. More up... Well, we don't know if that's actually a pack or if they just put pictures next to each other. Oh, gotcha. So, because depending on it, theme-wise, Nightcrawler and Kitty Pride is much more apropos than Correct. Kitty Pride, Nice Man, and or Nightcrawler and Bishop. But I don't know what the size of the models are, so we'll see. Yeah. It might be split like that because I think Bishop's on a bigger base, potentially. So we'll see. Um, I go into that. I did not get a chance to demo Shatterpoint. It was a hot ticket item. You actually had to get a ticket 
and then come back at a later time to demo it. It was not your traditional demo. From Let me I- say respectfully, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. Um, you can't it, do that with a fucking demo. You can't. It was not your traditional demo, as I talked to people that did get the demo in and asked them about it. Um, it was a very, very scripted demo. As in, you do this, this is how this works, this is how this works. No, you cannot make a decision. I have to make the decision. Oh, you didn't make it, but we're going to change the dice so you did make it so you can see what happens. Um, Which, to me, that's not really a demo, in my opinion. Uh, A lot of people says if they would have just done a video, it would have been just the same. Yeah, I think if you're going to do that, it is better to just do the video. Um, because one person said that they tried to go off script and they did not like it and kind of got upset with the player when they went off script. He's like, well, I want to move this and go over here. Uh, no, you can't. You're not allowed to. You have to do this. And they're like, but, 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 and they were like, yeah, that's, that's not a demo. That's, that's, yeah. And some people were like, that's a video they should make. Yeah. It should have just been a video. A lot of people said, they said the miniatures looked really good. There's no complaint about the miniatures and the size of the miniatures and, the way they looked. Um, they did laugh because somebody said that they're the only company that does power damage grid with a tree <laughs> like them. And somebody goes, uh-huh. uh, no, Arena Rex has been doing this for seven years. And they're like, no, we're the only one that does it. And I was like, if somebody tells you that they do it before you, just accept it. Because the gamers know. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. And if we catch you in live, we're going to shit on you more. Yeah. Um, but a, a lot of people are like it cause you don't choose a faction. You choose an era of play. Like I'm going to choose clone wars and you get all the models that are for clone wars. Um, they said they didn't like the stormtrooper or the, the group abilities because if you had a unit that was playing, AKA you were playing a group of stormtroopers you could have one model on one side of the board, one model on the other side of the board, and if you affected either one of them, it affected both of them. And people were like, that just doesn't make sense. So they may be revising a few of the rules after some feedback from people. Uh, having not seen it, I like to avoid commenting on it because I'm yeah. already not a fan of the concept. And I don't even know what it's about yet. Like, and... Everything I hear keeps putting me towards the negative, but we'll see how it is. Yeah. I mean, there yeah, are some people Legion that like it. it. I wish it wasn't a different scale, which was just alt models. Yeah. It would have sold better. Um, but I, I'm i not into it because uh, everything Marvel around here has died. That's, um, that's, that's not really Marvel. It's Star Wars. Or I should say uh, FFG. How about that? That's weird. That is everything FFG. Your players are just weird, dude. Yeah. But, I mean, everybody said they really liked the models. They said, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's going to play very narrative. Um, and probably not a competitive scene, but you know how competitive players are. They'll turn it into a competitive scene if they can. Every, well, yes, Tabooie, you are technically correct. You said it's AMG, not FFG, but yeah, I know what you meant. Yeah, we all knew what you meant. Yeah, but I mean, I just, we'll see. I think, I don't even know what the fuck it's about yet. They really should have like a good video selling it, but they might be and I just haven't seen it because I don't really care yet. Yeah, but a lot of people said that, you know, 
it was a very scripted demo. They could have just done a video and it would have done the same thing. Yeah, I have a little bit of a problem with that. That's that's a poor choice. Me too. I would rather have had a demo and then people show me how to play the game than anything else. But that's just me and I'm an old time gamer and that's how I would have done it. Yep. Um, let's see what else has happened. Uh, Fort Wapple at first was kind of slow. It did pick up, which I was grateful for. Um, yeah. But they're running out of space. Once it started to pick up, it was running out of space. But there's not much more they can do because, you know, space is, you know, very a premium. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is very much a premium. Um, I know uh, when uh, a few of the Depticon people came to us, came to Warfare Weekend, and they were like, you gave them a room? Damn. And who are bitching that they got a room? And they're like, come to a Depticon. You get a hallway. <laughs> you get under the stairs. You get under the stairs. Escalators. <laughs> yeah. Escalators, technically. It's free space. So, I mean, I understand. Yeah. At some point, but. Yeah, it was just hilarious. I was kind of cracking up. Um, But. What else? There was a lot of good people there. A lot of people I haven't seen in years. Some people I'd never seen before. And I, you know, finally got to see them and hang out with them for a few minutes. Got to talk. Bowie's wondering what the uh, spacing of the big gaming era was this year. Um, spacing, everything was crowded. Uh, so yeah. the the non-major hall that was where like Privateer Press, uh, Infinity, um, Age of Sigmar was pretty packed all weekend. That ballroom was so hot from oh, yeah. everyone being in it that I was sweating. Yeah, almost. It was pretty packed. But then when everyone started to leave, it was dying down. It was Sunday. I think half the, maybe a quarter of the ballroom was full. I finally started to get cold for the first time all weekend. Yeah, right there. It, it's happy hard to get there from a foreign country just because of the weird timing and everything. You just got to make it a trip at some point, you know, yeah. just try and see what you can do. But yeah, we understand it's, it's tough. Um, one side of the major hall was AMG. The other side of the hall was, uh, 40k judgment battle tech and all the other smaller GW games. Yeah. Uh, I think I remember is what it was. Um, that sounds right. And those were pretty packed. Uh, judgment had about 20 players, which was good for um, just technically bringing the game out just now yeah legionnaires uh, um that's something that they started last year is they moved all the historicals to uh, another venue just because space yeah the, the hardest part is that like i feel like they could fill a convention center but the difference in cost between a hotel and a convention center has got to be massive yeah well and i'm sure that that could that hotel slash convention center don't want them to move because that hotel makes a killing on the hotel. Oh yeah. 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 Fort says more just historicals. Uh, wow. There's a bunch of stuff there. Oh yeah. There was a crap ton of historicals. They moved all the historicals to its, their own spot together. Uh, I mean, historical guys are weird, but that's just because most of them have been doing it a lot longer than the rest of the miniature gamers. 
you know, attention to detail is sort of like their thing, so. Um, the room, I saw that we were doing Blood Bowl, and there was, uh, in my opinion, a lot of wasted space. But it was a room just for Blood Bowl. They could have put more people or more items or another game in there, but that's here nor there. Uh, that's fair, Bowie. They probably are a lot like Doug. Um, the open play area was book solid. Um, that people were bitching there wasn't any place to play. <laughs> and I'm like, well. I mean, it's, to some extent, they're going to totally outstrip their space. I mean, it's just yeah. going to happen. Yeah, it's just part of the way things are. I mean, they roughly had, I think they said they had over 6,000 people this year. So, good, decent amount of people. Yeah. I know we're kind of going over a little bit into hobby, but I'm going to get this on here because I want to do a orange glowing fire sword on this model. Oh, well, it is definitely time for the media section. But, I mean, we had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Um, got to see a lot of people I don't get to see all the time. Got to hang out. Got to chill. Did a ton of networking. Very much so. Had plenty of people come up going, hey, I want to do this at your convention. And I'm like, okay. Here's my card. Let's talk. Which, I got to do that too. <laughs> We'll let that dry. Didn't get to the red, but that's because I was touching up and doing other things. I gotta put my wet palette back on. Put the cover on it, because this is the one that's awesome for the cover. Glasses off. So bitch. Alright, switch over. Media section. What do you what do you what do you what do you what do you? So I, uh, Ford Fitch, uh, I, yeah, they did say it was over 6,000 people. They thought maybe 7,000, but it, it was just a little over six. So other than that, um, I did not get a lot of media done these last two weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Busy well, or something? You know, I was busy. Um, I did watch a few things. Um, let's see. I um, can't remember the last time I watched TV. I caught up and uh, I have not caught up on Picard. So I'm behind on Picard. Um, I haven't started Picard, so don't feel bad. So we're behind on Picard. Um, I did start watching a new show that's on Netflix. Uh, Night Agent? Wait, uh, wait, wait. Behind on a show but started watching a new show. I have to wait on Picard because we watched that. Captain Mizzy and I watched that together. I'm still going to blame you as that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, I started watching night agent on Netflix. Night agent is a show 
about an agent that stops a terrorist attack, but they put him on like this death detail because blah, blah, blah. And of course, everything escalates from the death detail to corporate espionage, not corporate, but espionage within the FBI, White House, CIA. Um, not going to talk about the plot too much because, you know, it's there and it's going on. Um, it's actually pretty good. If you like good spy, you know, FBI, CIA, wet works and, you know, spy shit, go for it. You'll like it. Um, really good. Really fun. I totally am loving it. Uh, for right now, I'm going to continue watching it. So no duty. Um, uh, no rating, but, uh, I enjoy it. I'm going to continue watching it. It's, uh, it's pretty decent. A lot of actors and actresses I don't know too. So that's even better. Uh, John, what's your first one? I mean, I uh, watched John Wick 3 in preparation for John Wick 4. Um, it is definitely, it picks up right after 2 pretty much, but it is definitely the most crazy in the series. As it starts adding a little bit of, I don't want to say mysticism in it, but there's a couple scenes where people disappear where they couldn't have possibly disappeared, and it's kind of at odds with the reality of the rest of the series. You don't really notice. You're pretty much there for it at that point because, let's be honest, the whole John Wick series is kind of crazy. Uh, but it does amp the action up, keeps the story on, um, does a great job. Um, but definitely when you watch them all in quick succession it feels the most out of place of all of them where it's almost like, Oh yeah, we're going to go this direction. They're like, we maybe shouldn't have gone this direction. <laughs> it's very weird. Uh, the sort of subtext in it, since I mean, by now you all should have seen it is that he really has lost his way and has no idea what the fuck he wants to do, but that's understandable for a guy who's been through what he's been through. Um, is still enjoyable. Again, still great action. I also do feel like the whole movies, like they've become sort of like the cannibal run of action movies where people just want to be in a John Wick movie and, you know, have a good time filming it with a great action team and stunt team. Because they have the two guys from uh, the raid in it and one of the final fights with them, which is great. Um, gosh, what's his name? The guy who people mostly know for being on uh, Iron Chef, Mark Dacascus, who people forget was in kung fu movies and, and action movies long before he ever, long before there was a Food Network. <laughs> so good to see him in there. He 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 plays up his geekiness a little well. They have a good fight. Um, I mean, overall, it's a really good movie. I would I would definitely say it's a little spoiler for for number four. It's the weakest of the series. But I'm going to give it half a space therapy as weakest of the series. It's still some of the best action, some new inventive stuff, some really, really cool stuff. And you're not going to regret rewatching it before you watch four at all. But by the same thing, you don't necessarily have to watch it before you watch four. It helps. But if you've seen it, you can watch four without seeing it again. You're not going to feel like you're missing anything. So there you go. Half a space therapy. I'm not shocked. No, shouldn't be. Um, Captain Mizzy? 
I didn't watch anything. <laughs> Did I watched you... the back of my eyelids. You did listen to a new album, didn't you, though? Uh, or did that come out yet? Which one? I don't know. You t- you were t- saying some new album was coming out. Um. Oh, oh, I lied. I, yes. Um. I have listened to two new albums. So, um, Fall Out Boy released their latest album of amazing music as they do um listen to all of it and then i did and then i automatically listened to it again and i've been on that kick um (laughs) so um there's three songs that i've added to my playlist and for me to add a music onto my playlist like that doesn't happen (laughs) so I, i very carefully curate what music i like to listen to so there's three songs right now um the hold on. love from the other side um there's um i gotta look the, 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 the. All I know is they didn't Don't make music videos me. for the whole for the whole thing they did for like the last one that I remember. I lied. There's four songs that I added. Songs. Oh There's four songs. So "Love from the Other Side," "Heartbreak Feels So Good," "Hold Me Like a Grudge," and "What a Time to Be Alive." Highly recommend all of it, but those four in particular, just they they happy chemicals. I might check it out. All right. Am a reasonable fan of Fallout Boy. Um, and then there's an the other one I can save. Well, y'all talk about something else, and I can look up my my stuff. <laughs> um, I started to watch a show because I was like, oh, there's two seasons of this, and I was like, okay, I'll see if I like this, and it's a foreign TV show. Um, and it's called Invisible City. Um, I started watching. I was like, wait, I needed to watch this instead. So I watched like two episodes of it. Uh, remembering I needed to watch something else. Um, it is a show where there is another world that is supernatural within our world. Um, and I really just started it, started to get into it. So I'm going to continue to watch it once I catch up on a lot of things. But it seems pretty interesting. Uh, it's caught my eye. It kind of reminds me of like um, Changeling the RPG, where you know people were changing into animals or whatever, um, supernatural beings. Um, I can't remember what that show where they had they were doing all the uh, fairy tales that was on TV. Oh crap! Grim. Yeah, Grim. It kind of reminded me of Grim a bit. Um, so I'm going to keep watching it. Seemed okay. I'd like to right note so for the record, I've never seen an episode of Grimm. But I described it pretty well and you got it. Yes, but um, just for the record. I liked Grimm. Grimm was a lot of fun. Um, so another thing to watch and it's got two seasons of it. So I'm okay. Also for the record, uh, the last album of Fault Boy, apparently I listened to is 10 years old. So I'm going to sit here and be old a little bit. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, music videos. And I'm like, wait, I watched those when I lived there. Oh, that was a while ago. I looked up like, oh, yeah, it was, that was 10 years ago, John. Good job. Not their <laughs> last album by any stretch of the imagination. John, what's uh, your next one? Uh, John Wick 4. What? 
Yeah. Shock of shocks. Yeah. John Wick 4. Uh, myself, Banyan, and Morton Joe went and saw that yeah. opening day. I mean, as you do. I took a day off from work. means I got off work at 11. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we that's... love you, John. <laughs> yeah, no, Lee, you're not the D and D movie. We can't have we have scheduling conflicts. Just like every good nerd. But I'm. It'd be like. I mean, like I'm not joking. We literally are having scheduling conflicts. It's actually funny. But no, we didn't. Uh, we had to see it yesterday and uh, or Friday, and Friday was a bag of dicks. So no. <laughs> Anyways, John Wick Four is great. Um much like I was saying about being the cannonball run, there's a bunch of extra actors in every one of them fucking just kills it. Scott Adkins in a fat suit kills it. Um, the other guy who was in bullet train kills it. The girl playing his daughter kills it. Gonna the, the main henchman bad guy who shows up multiple times kills it. Uh, the tracker guy who shows up kills it. Donnie Yen kills it twice so good like the chemistry between Keanu and all those guys is great um the action's great it's remember I said the last one was a little batshit crazy people disappearing and stuff that's a little out of character none of that shit happens in this movie it's like they realized it went too far maybe a skosh too far and they throttled it back to mostly I mean as realistic as John Wick's been since about number two, they've they've thro- they've they've definitely how many did John Wick kill it? Uh, you don't keep track of that, Legionnaires. Just about everyone in this path. But man, like literally, I cannot say how much Donnie Yen's character is great. You enjoy it. It has a really good ending. Uh, there is an after credit scene for once uh, that you can stay for. Um, I, like I said, enjoy. I cannot recommend it enough. It is. It could be the best of the series just because of the characters and everything. Uh, I usually give it to one still because the one is still groundbreaking. But there's so many people in it. Just all of them, and there's just one scene you'll know when you see it that is just filmed differently and just absolutely amazing. Just visually breathtaking. Um, still a bit unrealistic at points because John Wick has left realism completely behind a while ago. <laughs> but still, not even remotely in the ballpark of a Fast and the Furious is still much more on the realistic scale. Um, enjoyed the crap out of it. Uh, hope to see a five z- zero space herpes. This should not be a surprise to anyone. <laughs> it's easy zero space herpes. One of the best action movies out there. And John Wick continues to be one of the best action franchises ever. Somebody actually said on Twitter, like, what do you think's better? John Wick 1 through 4 or Mission Impossible 1 through 4? I'm like, well, that's not really fair. Mission Impossible 2 is a bit of a dud. And someone's like, what about Mission Impossible, like, 3 through 7? And I'm like, well, that's a tough call. Because Mission Impossible is a great franchise as well. Those two are just two of the best. Uh, I would like to see John Wick 4 again. I don't know if we see it again in the theater, but because it is a little bit of a longer, they've they've slowly amped up the time. But not so much that you're like, oh my God, I got to pee. I can't wait. I mean, 
Martin Joe left in the middle of it, but it was okay. You should see it. Uh, so... You want to turn to Die Hard as a, as a comparison? Legion. Uh... The problem with Die Hard is that it's... But Die Hard. So Die Hard 1 is great, but Die Hard 1 is exactly equal to John Wick 1 as how what it did for the action genre. Die Hard 2 is Die Hard 1 just at an airport, and there's nothing wrong with it, but it's not as great as John Wick 2. Die Hard 3, really good. Samuel L. Jackson. I'd say it's par with John Wick, John Wick 3, maybe even a little better. But then Die Hard 4, which I do love, Live Free or Die Hard, I think it's got some great moments in it, is not in the ballpark of John Wick 4. Oh, Valandar the Red, mediocre movie series. Wow. Bold words, sir. Captain Mizzy, save him. Um, so I've been on a funk kick, uh, but like not old funk. Um, so the Gorillas came out with a new album as well at the end of February, and I've listened to that thing at least three times a week since it came out. <laughs> uh, I, wrong with that. And I put all of the songs on my playlist. <laughs> okay. Wow. It's it's one of those. Um, I did the same thing for Lady Gaga's um, Art Pop album. But that was actually because I got mad at iTunes because they were trying to hide the explicit uh, version <laughs> from me. Man. And it's just, it's, and when they do, do that, it's just, just not the uh, same. Do you just Spotify them or do you buy them out of curiosity? Uh, I have an iTunes subscription, so I don't have to buy music. I just I just pay the one price and put it in my library and done. Fair um, So they, they did a lot of collabs on this one, uh, including with Stevie Nicks on one of their uh, songs. So I'm impressed. I really like it. Digging it's it. That's not, not a crossover I expected to hear ever. Stevie Nicks and the Gorillas. Let's be honest. Right? It's really good, though. And it's like it's the second uh, song on that, too. It's called Oil. Um, I really like it. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. Um, I did come back and finish Shadows and Bone. Uh, Netflix series. Season one was not too bad. Um, and so I've, you know, make sure to give season two a chance because everybody says season two is a whole lot better. Or the next book is a whole lot better. Um, I was not impressed with season two. Um, I would say the first half of the season was kind of boring and I did not care about the main character through the entire thing. I still don't care about the main character. I care about the side characters more than the main character. And I like the side characters a whole lot more. Um, the little band of misfits. I love them. They're great. They're fun. Anything with the main character in it. I was like, eh, can we fast forward? Um, where's that B plot? Yeah, I just did not care about. I do not care about the main character, honestly. Really, I don't. Um, the side characters are much better. About half of the series is okay. The last half got better, but it still wasn't great. Um, it was just there. Um, by the way, for the new people coming in, we do have a weird rating system, and I'm going to give a rating for this one. Um, if you've seen the movie Ice Pirates, you know what a space herpes is. If you don't know what a space herpes is, go look it up. The fewer space herpes, space herpes. Yeah, the fewer the what, space herpes, the better. Pirates. Why Ice Pirates is a movie that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I still regret that hour and a half of my life. Uh, 
So well, it's not that bad. I've seen that movie so many times. God, it was constant rotation when I was young. Captain Mizzy. Is it you good? couldn't get me high enough. No. <laughs> um, I know back. I'm in the minority, Baneon. I know I'm the weird one in this situation, but it is what it is. <laughs> Hero said, "Bet." <laughs> Look, Captain. I hate to say it, but if that's too much for you, don't ever watch the Turkish Star Wars or Atlantic Rim. I don't plan to. Or cats. I definitely don't plan to. Banny on the entry is because I wanted him to be perfect. Is the Turkish Rambo? Oh, Shit. tell me more. <laughs> that sounds like a hoot. Look, I'll be honest. The the uh, War Machine weekend, me and Manos John, at least through fucking half of it, bastard, <laughs> uh, live uh, recording our, us making fun of the Turkish Star Wars with our studio audience was... Super fun, even if I got way too drunk. Way too. Cats <laughs> still have nightmares. I know, but we're right. Like fucking compared to that, fucking ice pirates is fucking fucking Hamlet and shit. And that's okay, why that's... I will never watch cats. Probably uh, overstating it a little bit. But um, shadows of bone. Yes, you are allowed to post links. It's a it's a two point five for me. Um, oh, pure meh. Huh? It's a pure meh. There were some good parts. Don't get me wrong, but for the most part, yeah, it's yeah, it's a meh. I, I like I said, I just don't care about oh the main my. character. Oh my! I'll look at that in a moment. What do we got? <laughs> uh it's a link. Oh to, boy! Yeah. Oh boy! That's like the best scene. Oh gosh! Okay. <laughs> So, if they do a season three, I'll give season three a try. I mean, it does leave on a cliffhanger because there's more books to go, but... What's it, it like not... to have time to watch the sequels to meh stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know if it'll get, I don't know if it'll get, you know... It did make it in the top have... ten of Netflix, but I'm not sure if it'll make it because the way Netflix cancers shit. You I never don't know. know if I have time to, to... I mean, I don't have time to watch this, the next season of stuff that I really liked, like fucking... Uh, Jack Ryan and stuff. And you're here watching, I'll watch the sequel to this series. I gave a 2.5. I'm like, I gave this thing a one. I don't have time for series two. You just don't have a life like me. And you can do that, John. But I don't have a life. That's the problem. <laughs> Anyways. Get a better job, John. <laughs> yeah, well, that's easier said <laughs> than done. Uh, anyways, uh, Mando, do you want to talk about Mando a little bit? Oh, yeah, let's, let's do. Well, spoiler-free, so, because some people haven't seen it. Spoiler-free? Yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm, yeah. I'm loving it. I think it's great. Uh, I, so, uh, somehow, even though it's supposed to be avoiding it mostly for my mental health, uh, I'm still on Twitter and watching stuff, and then people are like, this is more like the Bo-Katan show, and I'm like, yep, and I'm fucking here for it. Yeah, I'm I'm all for this. Care. Because it's, it's, it's called The Mandalorian, not... This one Mando character. It's about the whole Mandalorian world the, and story. The world and... building is great. Yep. The action is solid. I do think if they ever wanted to really take it up a notch, it'd have to get a better, you know, action director. But there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, yeah. you know, after seeing all this John Wick stuff, I'm like, you know, 
you got a better guy. This could be some hot shit. Yeah. Hey, do I want to see more scenes of Mandalorians fighting other shit? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, what yeah. What kind of shit do you have for Mandos to fight? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Very, very much in the Star Wars genre. Very yeah. much, you know, the hidden part of Star Wars. It, it very feels very... It is still the most Star Wars theor- series. It yeah. feels like a serial. Like those old school Flash Gordon style serials where you're going one from the other and... You know, stuff's building on it, but it's not like you have to have to see the last episode. Now they give you a usually spoiler. Hey, here's what's happened before. But you can jump in and say like, OK, I've missed some stuff, but I can see what they're doing clearly because they explain it well. It's it's great. Yeah, I mean, I'm having no problem with it whatsoever. Enjoying it. Enjoying the character progression. Enjoying the characters. Okay. They expanded any of the universe. You know, they have all my Mandalorians sitting here behind me because inspired. <laughs> But I'm having a blast with it. I'm liking it. No, no, no qualms for me. Yeah, very good. Good, good fashion, good old fashioned Star Wars sci-fi TV show. Well, it's also good. And like Katie Sackhoff has gone on record as talking about why she loves uh, doing that because she gets to emote with her voice and her gestures more than actually her face. And she says she likes that to a point. I'm like, that's cool. They're all doing a great job. This is the way. I love how they all different colors and all, and it's just cool. Yeah. Like the speech that uh, the heavy guy gives in the last episode. Great, absolutely great. <laughs> all right, dude. So. so yeah, I'm enjoying it. No problems. No yeah, issues. Absolutely, um, it's it's good stuff. It's it's still like we're halfway through the season, but it's still like zero. Um, I know that there was some, I wouldn't say cancellations, but a lot of people are very worried about their TV shows right now because like everything else, it, everything's getting canceled. Um, well, I've heard that even Mando doesn't have necessarily the viewership necessarily people were expecting, but it's like some people won't, aren't going to watch it right away. They're going to wait and they're going to binge it afterwards. So correct. I feel like you have to give it a month after it's come out at least before you see if it's good or bad. Yeah. Uh, Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds already gotten renewed, even before the season came out, which I'm pretty happy about. Yeah, Strange New Worlds is the best Star Trek out there right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen Picard, but I'm going to say that even with Picard out there, Strange New Worlds is the best Star Trek out oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Season two really killed Picard. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought that was interesting uh, that we got it, that they got uh, an early renewal. I haven't seen Lower Decks, but I'm happy that people enjoy it. I tried to watch the first episode, but it's it's a mood thing, you know? you yeah, got to be in the right mood for it. Yeah. I'm not always in the mood for that. Sometimes I need something particular. Something comforting, not shenanigans any fun. Yes. Wait. So, Legion, let me tell you something here real quick. He says, the chair says, I never got a chance to watch Solo when it was in the theaters through life. Now it's a quote-unquote bad film. It is not a bad film. No, it's not. Solo is a good fun. It has a very Star Wars feel to it. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Discovery season five, sales season because a bunch of stuff, but also because I think it's very divisive. Not everyone likes where Discovery went. It's a very honestly, unique Star Trek. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and honestly, like, it's surprising I like Stranger Worlds as much because I have a problem with prequel stuff because it shoehorns it. Certain things can't happen. Because of 
You know, people are going to live. Spock's going to live. This just fucking in. What? Yeah, no I know. Way. Could not imagine. <laughs> yeah, and and Booyah, I like that it went to the future, but it went. I think it went too far in the future. Like I, I haven't finished season three yet. I will at some point when I have time to sit and watch it. Um, so we'll see. I mean, like I don't think it was bad at all. I thought the third season was good, solid science fiction. Not great Star Trek, but good science fiction. And I thought season two was great Star Trek and science fiction. But I, I divide things like that occasionally. I say this multiple times. Deep Space Nine is absolutely top-notch, great science fiction. Great. Fucking terrible Star Wars. Terrible. Um, it's it's good science fiction set in the Star sorry Star Trek universe. It's a Star Wars there because I'm drunk. <laughs> uh, but it's it's set in the Star Trek universe, and it's good, but it's not Gene Roddenberry's vision by any stretch of the imagination. And you sort of have to divide that, because some people are only going to want that. Like, if some people are like those, those original series purists, they like Next Gen, they won't like DS9, they'll probably like most of Voyager. In fact, they'll probably like most all of Voyager, because almost nothing in Voyager gets stupider than episodes like Spock's Brain. <laughs> so, it is what it is. You have to sort of understand what you like of stuff and, uh, you know, be reasonable about it. Because, I mean, stuff is just, oh, uh, that's not boding well for Discovery Season 4. I know you were such a fan of Into Darkness. He loves Into Darkness. It's his fa- I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't even. Well, that's part of the end of the show anyway, so yeah. that's a good place to stop. I did want to say something. Uh, there was just announced that... Um, they are making a last Ronin, last Ronin TMNT game, uh, sort of like God of War, and I'm like, ooh, mm, okay, I'm into that. I love the God of War. If they make it like God of War, and if it's the last Ronin, oh yeah, I'm into it. That'll be legit. Making a God of War, kind of War, like, and I know, won't tell you which turtle city. is the last Ronin. I'm not gonna spoil that for you guys. <laughs> But but I will say, pick up the fucking graphic novel. It's good. Someone just died. Who died? Amanda. Oh, Amanda. <laughs> so, guys, we appreciate everybody being here. We appreciate you coming out. We appreciate you listening. Make sure you follow us on uh, all the social medias. Uh, check out everything. We'll have some new announcements coming up, which we can hopefully make pretty soon. Um, and uh, if you'd like to support us, you can support us here. Uh, or you can support us over on Patreon, where you get a little extra stuff free. Um, when that we will be sending you off to Sir Arminius. Uh, he is doing some MechWarrior online. You can get your little kick on while we're here. So, guys, remember: be safe, take care of each other, take care of others. If you see something, say something. If you can't do something, find someone that can. Um, but for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Captain Busy. Good night. Dance, dance. Hit that raid button and make sure you go over and talk to Sir Aramis. Arminius. Arminius. You had it right the first time. How'd you fuck it up the second time? I'm tired. Because it's Gonzo. <laughs> also fair. <laughs> <laughs>